You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hi there, welcome to Therapy for Your Money. Today is one of those behind the scenes episodes where I'm going to tell you about my experience writing a book. Uh, As you might know just from listening to the podcast, uh, I have a book coming out very, very soon on May 2nd, uh, which is Profit First for Therapists. And I know I personally always enjoy hearing about the behind the scenes or the making of uh, something special. And so I wanted to share that with all of you today. The book is obviously about Profit First, but in it, I also share a whole lot of my own personal experiences with Profit First, with starting my own business, with managing money. I talk about my childhood and specifically the role that my mom had in my entrepreneurship journey. So I'm also close with my my dad and my sister, but I talk a lot about my mom in this book um, in part because of the timeline. I was writing this book as my mom started to get sick. Uh, and so she was very present in my life. I was helping care for her. And so my mom has a big role in this in this book as well. So while I wrote every single word in this book, I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of support around me. Um, I worked with AJ Harper. She is the author of the book, Write a Must Read, which we'll put in the uh, the bookshelf on the Therapy for Your Money website. We'll also link it in the show notes. Um, So I did her top three workshop, which honestly was just a complete game changer. I thought that I would just sit down and write a book from scratch, right? From start to end, like very linear. And that is not at all what happened and not at all what I did, Uh, which is a good thing because I think it's a much, much, much better book for having gone through the top three workshop. So one thing that was interesting to me is that we actually didn't write very much for the first four weeks. Um, I, I was really surprised by that. AJ had a start by identifying who is our reader. So in this case, my reader is therapist in private practice. She had us identify our core message. In the case of my book, the core message is your clients need your practice to be profitable and to be profitable, you must take your profit first. And then last, we worked on our promise, the promise of our book. And so for my book, that is you will have the tools and systems to have a profitable practice after you read this this book. And so we worked really hard on that uh, in those first couple of weeks. And I know they're just really three, three sentences and it sounds really simple, uh, but we work hard on those because they are so important, right? As then I was writing the book, I was always going back to those three items. All right. Is this, is this item in service of the reader, the promise or the core message? And if it's not, then it has to go. If it is, then we can develop that. So then the next step was to Uh, develop an outline. And so I took this part really seriously, maybe a little bit too much, uh, because when I submitted my outline for review, AJ said this was the most detailed outline that she she had ever seen. Um, And I I, I do like to wing some of it. uh, And so I may may be over over prepared there. That's okay. Then I finally started writing. Uh, So my goal was to write about 500 words per day most days. 
Um, so a book is somewhere between 50,000 and 80,000 words. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to write 500 words a day and then I get there when I get there. So when I finished writing the manuscript, I was at almost uh, 55,000 words and the final edited book ended up being right around 65,000. Uh, and, and that's because as I was editing, I realized that I had missed some details. So I went back and added those back in. So as I was working my way at that point in a linear fashion, right, going through detail by detail, like, have I already explained this? Have I used this word already? Um, is it in the right order? I realized, yep, there's some spots that I, that I missed. And so I added that back in. So I'm a morning person. I am usually up very early in the morning. I love those morning hours before my family is up. So I wrote most of this book between 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, I would usually sit at my desk. I would not open anything else. So no email, no, you know, no client work, like nothing at all. I would just focus on writing the book and I would usually set myself up the night before for like, this is, this is where I want to start off uh, tomorrow. But the really nice thing with the outline is that if I didn't feel inspired that morning to work on that specific piece, I could just go to another area where I did feel inspired. So I kind of worked my way, uh, jumped around the outline a bit. So I love that I could do, you know, that first thing in the morning. Then I would, uh, I always stop at 7 a.m. that I get my kids ready to go to school. Uh, one of my favorite parts of my day is getting my kids to the bus and from the bus. That's one of those really, um, th those things that I have built into my life just because I enjoy it so much. And then I would get back to just running my firm, right? For the rest of the day, I would run my firm. Sometimes I would get another hour or two of writing in, but a lot of days I, I didn't, but that morning time was uh, usually enough. And so because my book is a profit first derivative, it's based on the original profit first book by Mike Michalowicz. Uh, you might be wondering how exactly does that work? Like, how do you get to write a book that someone already wrote. And so I am uh, and my team are Profit First Professionals. We work directly with Mike and his team over at uh, Profit First. And so when you're in that world, you do have the opportunity if you are a specialist in one specific area to buy the rights to a derivative. Um, so you you have to, to pay for that. And then you work collaboratively with Profit First Professionals to um, develop that book and make sure it just fits the standards. So the actual writing process is very, very independent. There's very little input from, from Mike himself, um, but they're really, really helpful as far as, you know, making sure the design is consistent with other Profit First books uh, and then the messaging is in line, right? So, so that is what that piece looks like. And then from, from the point that that agreement was in place, then I can go develop Profit First for therapists. So timeline wise, I signed the agreement with Mike in the summer of 2021. I had been thinking about it for quite some time by that point, but I just wasn't quite ready to move forward yet, right? So there was a lot of thinking about it. I was talking with my team. How can we make this work? Why me also? Uh, and so summer 2021 is when I decided to take the leap. Then I signed up for and started the top three uh, workshop in September 2021. So that's the point where I started working on reader, core message, promise, right? And then working on my outline and developing all of that. That also is around the time uh, that my mother moved in with me. That was in October, 2021. So as I was writing every single day, I was also caring for my mother. So I was writing furiously because I know she was pretty unwell at that point. She had already um, been diagnosed with ALS earlier in 2021. So I knew... Um, 
I, I just knew she wasn't well at that point. And so while everyone in my cohort was starting to take breaks for the holidays, I was powering through because I knew that we were getting really, really close to, to the end for my mom. And so that's in part why there's so many stories that permeate the book. Uh, my mom was a serial entrepreneur. She loved entrepreneurship, but she actually made me a little bit afraid of it because I saw what a roller coaster of emotions that can be of emotions and money also, right? There was some really hard times financially for my mom. Um, and that's because she was, she loved to be an entrepreneur. So she would start a business. She loved that piece and just really go to town on it. And then as it started kind of its downfall and sometimes failure, then she would go work for someone else for a few years, kind of rebuild her reserves and then go start another business again. So she, that cycle happened many times uh, over my lifetime. It was just a really difficult time for her, but also for, um, you know, for my sister and I, for her kids, like we would, every time there was a new business, we would have to move to a new home or change schools, right? There was a lot of change in my childhood. And that was in part because of her having different businesses. And so um, that made me a little bit cautious as a person. I think maybe that's how I ended up being an accountant, but it definitely made me cautious uh, when I started my own business. I was really, really careful because I knew what I had gone through as a child and I, I just didn't want my own children to go to go through that. Um, so sadly, my mom did pass away in January of 2022. Um, it, it was from ALS. You know, this it's a truly terrible disease. Uh, over time, I watched my mom stop being able to uh, swallow, eat, talk, and then move. Uh, she, she lost the ability to move her uh, one leg at first, then the other one started to go and her fingers, she, she started really having a hard time with. Um, so it was just really difficult for us to, to communicate at the end. As you can imagine, I needed a little break after that. And so I kind of dropped the book for a little while. I just did not have the emotional energy to 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 write. So I, I, I did what I could, but the spring was really just a very quiet time of writing for me. Uh, in the summer, I felt finally ready to get this book finished, right? It's, it, this is such a labor of love. Um, I really wanted to get this out in the world. So I kind of doubled down at that point. Um, and I have to, to say my team really, really helped me get this to the finish line. Um, I, I run an accounting firm. We have a team of 35 uh, people and I couldn't have done that, couldn't have gotten the book to the finish line without without the contributions of all of them. So I'm very, very lucky there that we had just so much, so much help. And then next in my timeline, around September of 2022, the manuscript was finally ready to be seen by other people. Uh, so they it went to advanced readers. This was a really nerve wracking part for me because it was the first time that anyone other than my editor or my team had seen it. I was very, very nervous about that. Uh, luckily, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive, but the areas where I did get negative feedback, honestly, that was almost more helpful than the positive feedback. There were a few spots in the book where almost every reader was getting lost uh, or where they just it didn't click for them. So I went back and rewrote many of those sections. Um, other things I did, I ended up um, separating a chapter in two because it was just too long. And I wanted to kind of give the reader a break in between those two chapters. So there's a lot of little tweaks that happened like that um, and some, some bigger kind of content items as well. 
there's there were some areas that the stories weren't connecting with the readers as well. So I just looked at all the interviews that I had done for the book to um, try to source new stories from those interviews. Um, so I'm really I'm so thankful to all of my advanced readers. I truly feel like the book was good when they received it, but their feedback really allowed this this book to be great. I'm incredibly proud of of uh, the finished product that is going out into the world. I'm also very uh, grateful to anyone that I interviewed for this book, that I was so glad that they took the time to speak with me and share their stories. Uh, and I think that that lived experience of people just like you, right? The therapists who have implemented Profit First is just so incredibly helpful. So then around October, I went to copy editing. Um, that took about three weeks for the copy editor to to fully finish it. Uh, there was a couple of rounds of back and forth. Then we went to proofreading. That's where they look at, you know, is all the spelling correct? Because the copy editor catches most things, but not everything. Uh, but the copy editor is really looking at clarity, sentence structure. So there's a whole lot of changes that take take place in that phase. Um, and then last but not least, the book went off to typeset. And that is where um, the typesetter makes it look exactly like it's going to look in the book, right? Because up until that point, everything is in just Microsoft Word. That's it. That's what that's what editors want. Um, so this is the point where it gets moved into exactly the right format for the right size page. And then it's ready to go out into the world. So that's the version that you're going to see um, if you order the book. So a few surprises for me along the way were just how much prep there was to do before writing. Um, I I knew this was going to be a lot of work, but this was so much more work than I ever imagined. Um, I also was surprised by how much work there was still to do after you finished writing. In my mind, I kind of imagined, like I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna write this book, and then I'm gonna be done, then it's out in the world. And that is not at all the case. There's a whole lot of work that has to be done in the editing, but also in the uh, promotion of it as well, right? People have to know that it's coming or else no one's actually going to be able to read it and it can't help anyone. Um, so it wasn't, those little things weren't all things that I was doing, right? Like building a website or reaching out to podcasters or managing social media, but I, I still have to have some oversight on them and provide some content. So it's just overall a lot of work. Um, and luckily, Abby on my team has been phenomenal and keeping me organized for all of that. She's really really, really done a great job. Since I finished writing, I also recorded the audiobook, which was a really fun process. Uh, because of the timeline, by the time I got to the recording studio, the book had already been out of my hands for several weeks. So it was a little bit like rediscovering it, which was fun. Um, I was also kind of relieved to see that I still very much enjoyed it and felt really proud of it. Um, I was again surprised here. I thought I would just show up and read my book. I was wrong. There was uh, so much prep work to do ahead of time. I had to reread everything and make sure I had the right inflection, that I was uh, putting emphasis on the right words. So for every hour in the studio, I had about an hour of prep uh, beforehand. Another another surprise to me. Uh, so I was very lucky and Abby from my team, who's my book launch manager, she would drive me to the studio every day, which felt really luxurious. And we went to this neat little studio in Falls Church, Virginia, uh, that has pictures of all kinds of famous recording artists on the walls. Um, and so we recorded the book with an engineer named Dusty Rose, which is the coolest name ever. And then we also, uh, I also worked with Tiffany Williams, who is a an audiobook narrator and a voice coach ahead of time. So the work that I did with 
her, I feel really helped make the finished product of the audiobook even better, right? I have never read a book out loud. It is different than what I thought. And so she really helped me make sure that the prep work ahead of time was useful and that I was doing the right things. So those are two, two important people there. So every day we went to the recording studio for four days and it was harder physically than I had imagined. I talk a lot during the day. I'm on Q and A's or I record this podcast. I talk to my team, um, but I'm not usually the only one talking. So being in the studio recording for three hours straight, that was just challenging for me. So I did a total of 14 hours of recording for what will probably end up being a six to seven hour book, just to give you an idea. So I recorded almost twice the length of the actual uh, book. And so the audiobook editing is actually not done yet as of, as of the time of this recording. The audiobook should be available right around the same time as uh, the book launch. Uh, but as of today, it is not fully edited. And next week, I'm going back into the studio for pickups. Uh, so that's where I'm going to go in and re-record anything that I did wrong during the initial recording. Um, so right now, as I'm recording, and as you hopefully listen to this podcast, I'm in the pre-launch phase of the book. And so I'm doing a lot of marketing. You might be hearing me uh, on a lot of podcasts. I'm I guess on many podcasts. I'm doing webinars. I'm sending out more emails than usual. Just overall more activity than usual in the ramp up to the book. And that will continue through the summer. And the goal there is to get kind of some concentrated activity so that people hear about it from multiple places. Because just because you hear something once doesn't mean that you're actually going to be ready to buy. And I want to get this book into the hands of as many therapists as I can. Um, I've worked for years, you know, one-on-one and then with my team on profit-first implementation. And I know just how powerful it can be for practice owners. And so this was my way of getting that information out into the world in a way that has a really low cost of entry, right? So to work with me, in my team, it's usually hundreds of dollars per month. And this is a great way to get access to a whole lot of that information and implement on your own for not a whole lot of money. And so that's why you're hearing a whole lot of me these days, because I want to make sure that everyone who needs this book is able to find it. So all in all, if I kind of recap that timeline, it was roughly two years from the time I made the decision to write the book to the time it was available to the public. So that was my little peek behind the curtain, the behind the scenes of writing this book. If I may be so bold, I would love for you to pre-order or order, depending on when you're listening, your own copy of Profit First for Therapists wherever you buy books. Whether you have never heard of Profit First until today or whether you've already implemented it in your practice or anything in between, I just know this book can be helpful to you. Uh, I was really intentional as I wrote the book. I shared every tip and trick that I have about Profit First but I also included lots of other items that I know are important for practice owners that need to manage their finances. So I included an entire chapter about compensation. I included a chapter about scaling a practice. I included information about financial systems and even tax basics. So I really think there's something for every practice owner out there. You can go to profitfirstfortherapist.com to order or pre-order the book. You can also find it anywhere books are sold online, like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or Bookshop if you'd like to support indie booksellers. Um, so go get your own copy today. I just know that this book can be helpful for you. And if you have one, I'd be honored if you would consider buying one for a friend or a colleague. That's all for today. Take care, everyone. 
If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.